0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined once again by Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. All right, we are back once again for another episode um, before we get into things. Corey, how are you doing, buddy? Mason's upset with me. He didn't speak to me for, for seven
1: seconds because I said, let it rip when he said he did his countdown and he hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Ugh. This is coming out Friday um i might have or might not have a job uh well i have a job lined up so it doesn't matter how it goes but the company i'm at might uh relieve me of my duties Oh, after i turn in my resignation letter we'll have to see excuse me for yawning i promise i will not eat candy at all during this um i did the uh, I, I did the, the listen back the other day Doing the editing and it was, oh, it was shameful. It was so fucking shameful. Um, so yeah, dude, I'm a, I'm okay. I'm a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I'm probably not gonna get any fucking sleep tonight. Um, I've just been going over different scenarios, like like any U.S. millennial goes through on a daily basis. But I'm doing okay. Uh, the boys play in like an hour. Um, and we're on a we're on the fucking Pacific stretch, so it's just gonna be all late fucking games. But here we are. What's up, Mason?
0: How are you, Bun? Uh, I'm alright. Wrote um three midterms this week. Got one of them back. It did not <laughs> did not do very well. But oh, jeez. Uh, that's what you get when you don't study. Um. No, I've just been chilling. Um, you know, same routine, kind of getting back into the school routine after reading week, but life's good right now. Okay.
1: What's uh? What's your favorite Beyblade? <laughs> I've never – I don't know anything about Beyblade. He seems like a, a Pegasus guy. I don't know. Um, it, it's, a, it's a show that – that- is that the fucking like generic one? I I don't know. It's a show that came out when I was a little kid. About
0: um, I remember that when I it was a big thing when I was like when I was like ten. It's like the little like spinny things, right? Yeah,
1: spinning tops game where monsters That's come stupid. out and
0: battle. Hey man,
1: it was cutting edge. just was cutting edge it's for its so time. Stupid. I'm sorry, but I, it's just ingrained in my fucking brain. When someone says three, two, one. Uh, I, I just hear, like, 2001 children screaming, let it rip, and then uh, slinging a fucking plastic disc um on, like, a cafeteria floor or table and battling it out. Things were so simple before uh, smartphones, man.
0: Life was well, crazy. I wish you know, like you speak of simple, and this trade deadline has been anything but. Um, more moves. Uh, since uh, we've been sp- we last spoke on the podcast, uh, Domi getting traded. Um, I th- was Kane traded when we last spoke. I think he was. No, he wasn't. Oh, no, he wasn't. Kane getting his wish, going to the Rangers. The Arizona Coyotes r- continue to be the biggest fucking poverty. Why you got? Why you got franchise? Oh no, God. no. I you don't I'm need, You don't need now. to do this. I'm validated now. The rest of Twitter is going after them. I've been saying why? it for fucking years because why? they're a fucking mon- money laundering scam. They're not a real fucking organization. Why do you do this? Why?
1: There's 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 no reason for audio to pop up like this. Piece of shit. I'm just trying to pull up the fucking TSN trade tracker. I don't need some asshole talking to
0: me. Um, but I'm yeah, dude, I, I don't
1: think I don't think you I don't think you had the right to say that,
0: man. I have every right to say that, and I'm tired. You need to stop defending them. For those of you who aren't aware, the Arizona Coyotes continue to pick up more dead contracts. They've picked up however many on the books. They finally traded Jacob Chikrin for pennies on the dollar. Ottawa got him for nothing. And it's come out today that there were teams offering multiple first-round picks and assets in exchange for Jacob Chikrin, but the Arizona Coyotes settled for um, a conditional Conditional 2023 first round. A conditional conditional second and another conditional second, all because they wouldn't have to retain salary. All this team is and all they continue, all they ever have been is a group of fucking cheap skate. Like they're worse than the Eugene Melnick Senators. They aren't They're not, I think I saw what was it, 57.6% of the cap this year. They are spending on players who aren't playing hockey, which means they aren't spending the money because those contracts are insured. The owner, we have a salary cap for a reason, and Bettman seems to focus on this. Before the fucking trade deadline, he came out and he said, "We're going to look into teams, you know, stashing guys on LTIR and going over the cap, but they're not going to look at teams that are significantly spending below the cap floor." Like I did, you see, there was a deal today. They picked up Jacob Voracek, who likely will never play hockey again. is stashed on LTIR. Just so that they could get back above the cap floor and trade more of their players away, to to purposefully tank and not have to pay money because Voracek's contract is 100% insured. This is confirmed by Cap Friendly, so that means ownership pays nothing. It is ridiculous. It is disgusting. It is bad for the game. It is bad for the league. It, it's it's terrible. None of this is good, and. The fact that they might get rewarded for this by drafting Connor Bedard, not it does it shouldn't just in, like enrage teams at the bottom of the standings. It should enrage the entire NHL. Connor Bedard should not be playing in front of four thousand five hundred kids or people in a college arena. No NHL player should have to put up with that. And the way this team goes about their business is fucking abysmal. It's disgusting. It's shameful. And Gary Bettman and the NHL should feel humiliated that they are allowing this to continue to go on. It's a sham operation. And I feel so bad for the fans because they deserve better. But enough is enough. Like, it needs to stop.
1: So even if this wasn't going on, you would still hate a hockey team in the desert? No. No.
0: There there's more than one hockey team in the desert. The Golden Knights are in the desert. The LA Kings, they're in the desert. Like there are there are plenty of hockey teams that are in non-traditional hockey markets that exceed and do well. The Dallas Stars before we got on here, you were just saying to me that you think they're going to come out of the west. The Carolina Hurricanes have, are the second-best team in the National Hockey League. They have one of the best rosters. They, they look like they could legitimately beat – they're one of the only teams that might beat the Bruins. Tampa Bay Lightning have won, t- won two Stanley Cups in a row and made three straight Stanley Cup finals. Like, there are plenty of teams that are – in non-traditional hockey markets that exceed and do very well lately it seems more of those teams have been outperforming the quote-unquote traditional hockey markets mm-hmm. but what i cannot stand is an ownership group that doesn't even pretend to try and field a competitive team there it's a farce Corey. it's honestly it's money laundering like I'm, I'm convinced that's the only, like, that's what they're doing. Like what, how, what is their business model? Their product sucks. Their marketing sucks. Their arena sucks. It doesn't exist. They're, they're, they're not a functional business. Like what do they, the only reason that team stays afloat is because of the escrow and the funding, the other teams give it. That's not hearsay. That's not me bullshitting. You can look at the books. The NHL produces those numbers. It's a fact. And no, it's not because they're in the desert. It's because they're so bad. They don't pay their fucking rent on time and they lose their arena. They don't feel a good on ice product for the last fucking 25 years, at least my entire existence. They don't draft properly. They negate draft rules and lose draft picks. They tank perpetually every year to then not ever draft anyone with any talent because their scouting department is so underfunded because they don't make money because they lose the arena and they don't have seats to then make money. They're a terribly run organization. And if they weren't in the National Hockey League, if this was a business, they would have gone bankrupt years ago. So I just like, I can't, I can, if I have to hear Gary Bettman say one more time, how well the Arizona Coyotes are doing, I'm going to lose my mind because everyone in hockey, it's the worst kept secret in hockey. They are a laughing stock, not among just the NHL, but among pro sports, they give hockey a bad name. And I I truly believe if Connor Bedard goes there or Adam Fantilli or any, you know, any one of these players that look like they could be superstars, it will just be a waste of talent. It will not be marketed well. Because, you know, the NHL alone can't market, but the, the Arizona Coyotes, they don't, they have superstar players. They had Jacob Trick and they have Clayton Keller. They've never marketed anyone. So... And to see what they're doing in this deadline, it's blatant. Everyone's known what the Arizona Coyotes have been about for a long time. But Corey, how many years have we seen this same trick? For how many years in a row have the Arizona Coyotes taken dead contracts? It started with Chris Pronger like eight, eight or nine years ago, and they're still not better. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's where bad contracts go to die. That's what I'm saying. It's money laundering. They're not a real NHL organization. They don't matter. If you took them out of the NHL, it wouldn't affect the NHL at all. And until they can find an ownership group that can make this work, they should, like they should be forced to sell. Because where, what we seen-
1: where do you see them go?
0: In terms of ownership groups?
1: No, if, if they're if they're leaving
0: the market. I'm not even saying they should leave the market due to the market itself. You're saying you're saying
1: get the NHL's hands out of Arizona and make a
0: get someone to buy them? I'm saying the NHL should first and foremost be rid of Gary Bettman. Because these last this this whole season's been pathetic, I think, and we're starting to see. I I look. I look. I'm not one of those people that think Gary Bettman will ever lose his job. He will have that job till the day he dies. As far as I'm concerned. I don't know. I feel like he did a pretty good job with the uh, stadium series this year. But I w- I would disagree. I didn't know about half the games. I didn't know about them till the day they were played. And... There, was, there was only one this year, right? Not not the one uh, classic, just the were, stadium series. I think there was another one, but that's my point. You're not sure, and Corey, you and I are people that follow hockey.
1: Well, I mean, the, the only one I, I gave a fuck about, obviously, was Carolina, but that was because me and my cousin had dreams of going to that game, especially with Brett Burns playing
0: in Carolina. But that's my point, right? Is that you and I? We talk about this. We get like Corey. We get paid to talk about hockey it's nice. Not, not only that, but we are passionate about it. And we, I don't know how much of your day is spent scrolling Twitter and keeping updated on the league. Mo- a lot of my day is spent doing that. And there were quite a few events this year that I wasn't aware of until the day they began. Um, there were events. I didn't give one single flying fuck about like the all-star game. Um, <laughs> you know, ESPN you know you're in the US And I don't know if you saw that clip lately ESPN's main Show is talking about how irrelevant Hockey is they blackout Games yeah fuck them dude I saw I did see that shit Stephen A. Smith is a ESPN. fucking loser But that's not just ESPN That's the NHL not holding them accountable You're going to sell your rights without any guarantee That they're actually going to do what they They promised Right. The NHL is just as much to blame it's pathetic, and if you look at growths of league, there there are graphs to show the growths of the other big sports leagues. The NHL has stagnated. MLS is going to pass the NHL in two or three years, and MLS Excuse was me. in 2012 Sorry. so far behind. Yeah. Um,
1: side note: Did you see the new uh, the new 2023 jerseys for all the teams? Very nice.
0: For what? For MLS?
1: Yeah, they did a whole like campaign where they just showed everyone's new. So
0: exactly. And when is the NHL ever? The MLS, in terms of marketing, is so far ahead of the NHL. All the other big leagues are, and I don't even. So we need the... we need a
1: younger guy running the NHL.
0: I think the whole back- like they're mm-hmm. just
1: running it an old an old man's way. Like we need we need some new eyes.
0: Yes because absolutely. with with a
1: young with younger newer eyes bring new staff that also feel that same way where they they they're going to care about the influence they're going to care about the marketing how to pitch the game Yes as long and- as we can agree that the NHL needs to cut ties with the Arizona team and get it properly funded through someone that's not them. Then I think we can agree.
0: Yeah, I and sorry to get back to your point about um, what was the, the point. Good lawyer. I think Arizona should go. <laughs> I think that I think they do great in Tempe. Ideally... What's up?
1: I think they do great in Tempe. Oh, Tempe, well, yeah, I'm the fuck not, you...
0: but I'm saying you know, ideally they should stay in arizona with a new ownership group Mm -hmm. but i just realistically it's not going to fucking happen it's not i don't think they're going to get sold and this is a pipe dream but i think if you want a fucking an ownership group that's actually going to be capable and it will never happen. i'm convinced gary bet as long as gary Bettman is in office the canada will never see another team but it has to be quebec quebec and I say this as a fan of hot, like it would hurt the Montreal Canadians. Yeah. But there you go to fucking Ottawa Senators games when they play Den, when they play the Nordique, or sorry, the um Colorado Avalanche, and you see the Nordique. Nord yeah. Like in not one or two, it's 50-50 because the Sens can, by God, can't fill their own stadium. And I think that it, it's something like it needs to be addressed. The other owners should be looking at the Arizona coyotes with pure disgust. And I don't know how they don't get brought up more in NHL meet and ownership meetings. It just, it doesn't make any sense to me. They're a stain. And I, I guess I don't understand how it doesn't bother you more. Cause I like the team. Um, I don't, I don't think it's okay that- to like the team, but to like, yeah, I don't like the I don't like
1: sport. the the puppetry behind it, but I don't know. I like the team, like the area. Um as a kid, uh seeing a team in Arizona made me feel like I could see a team in New Orleans because it was just so fucking different. Like California made sense. They have money. Dallas made sense because they have ridiculous money. Arizona felt so like like a small market could
0: win in in in, a, in an unreal area, you know. Like, you know what I'll say, and I think this is why I think it should piss you off more. I don't disagree with you saying a small market can win, an untraditional market can win, but right now Arizona is living proof that it can't. They go against everything you want. Like, I just I think Arizona is detrimental to those
1: small markets.
0: Yeah, and I don't if the I think the NHL should not they should never expand again. I think 32 teams is definitely enough.
1: I don't think they're going to move. I'm sorry. I don't think they're going to expand again. I don't I don't see. I don't see the reason. Which is why? Especially since they copy like in a sense you know, the, the other big four leagues and with the NHL, not if the NHL expands, then they will expand at some point. But I mean, if the NFL, I don't know if I said NHL, but if the NFL expands and gets like the Mexico team and gets the, the uh, Canadian team, then yeah. But if the NHL stays traditional, Jesus, the NFL stays at 32, then we will. I don't see us.
0: Which is further to my point, and I know we've discussed this a lot, and we've discussed it for a while here. Who's
1: moving to Houston? That's all I care
0: about. Arizona needs not. Arizona. I don't think any team should move to Houston. As <laughs> Why? Long as, until Quebec doesn't have a team, Corey. You That's tell that's fair. That's
1: that's fair. That's fair.
0: That's fair. But I'm
1: spiteful. I'm a little jealous. I've never had hockey in my life, like y'all have. I need a team closer than seven hours.
0: Go to Dallas. Oh, go to Dallas. Go to Dallas, Corey.
1: Spend, spend two grand to go to Dallas. <laughs> just just go to Dallas. Just drive for seven and a half hours. There's the Buckies. Go to Dallas.
0: Hey, yeah, I'll fucking go to you're, Dallas. You're I will ranting, go to Dallas every time. ranting
1: and raving about. I Buc- will go to Dallas every time. No, no, no. The Buckies is the is the reason to go. Um, but it is just it's so it's so tough, dude. Like I want to see a real market, and it's nothing against the small market teams, man. I just I'm just so fucking envious, like that. What I get to watch is like the Shreveport Mudbugs or the Mississippi Seawolves or whatever Baton Rouge gets their team back. But it's never anything that's, like, massive. Like, I'll never have a home team like that. And I live in a fucking city that has produced two garbage-ass fucking teams, and that's it. Fuck the Saints. Fuck the Pelicans. Fuck the Hornets. uh, Fuck the Zephyrs uh fuck the baby cakes fuck the jesters uh fuck the voodoo it's bullshit it's all just average shit and we got the brass and i was so young for the brass and the brass was run poorly like they netflix did the documentary series on the fucking danbury thrashers thrashers great great fucking thing great it was amazing they should do one on the fucking brass because it's 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 just as fucking dirty. We didn't have like the high hitting guys and shit like that, but no like it was it was the most corrupt run organization ever and that's why everyone who had a piece
0: in it is still in prison. okay well getting back to um, <laughs> on topic yes the deadline's been hectic this year. Uh, East continues to get. Um, just fucking insanely stacked. I mean, just the Bruins. Honestly, I mean, yeah the the, the Rangers Bruins. got
1: two good two good moves, but the Bruins
0: have taken everybody. Well, even the Suns have made moves. Tampa ah, made fuck moves. Fuck the Suns.
1: Fuck Tampa. Everyone is going to the, the Leafs fucking have made Bruins. Plenty of moves. The Leafs have made moves that don't matter. They're gonna make it to Game Six. Maybe game seven, and if they win, this we'll
0: have to see. But if they win, um, it, Montreal's they still lose it. Montreal's acquisition, um, Dennis Kariyano, made his season debut with the Habs and uh, against the San Jose Sharks. Um, and I thought he looked pretty good. I don't know if you watched. He the was game very play, quick.
1: But, uh, his first fast. true attempt was very nice.
0: Probably should have finished the uh the game with a goal, but you know, as as we've heard, he he lacks some finishing ability, which you know, he's kind of almost Josh Anderson-esque, but I think he's almost a better skater, maybe technically. Um, and uh yeah, showcasing those hands. I think he got open. I think him and Nick Suzuki, Nick Suzuki uh could definitely develop some chemistry and they're back at it tonight. So it remains to be seen if they um they score. I think Mike Hoffman uh being on that line definitely hindered them. Yeah. Uh, one of yeah. the worst one of the worst things
1: I've ever pitched was bringing Mike Hoffman here. And then being like, I told y'all we were gonna get him. And it's just the worst, one of the worst takes ever in this fucking world. He's such a hog. Um, but I really enjoyed Gary Onoff. Love that he's wearing twenty-five. Um, I think it was Paling, and then before him, um uh, De La Rose, maybe. Uh, I think so. I think that's how it was. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I think 25 looks great. Uh, he's wicked fast. I think he, like you said, he just needs to work on some finishing. I think if he's got, like, another really good setup guy along with Nick Suzuki, I think we can see, you know, Guriano getting some, like, getting comfortable enough to be like, like Nick Suzuki's probably telling him, hey, man, like, you know, let's take a shot here instead of, you know, making it too to advanced just, just make just make the simple shot and i think i think we could see an improvement
0: no absolutely um joel edmondson also returning um to uh, to action with the hobbs tonight allegedly oh, good there are some teams interested in him and uh one a couple of them Yes, at least Lord. Of them, pardon me i said yes Lord. Um, a couple of them, at least one of them, uh, I guess, want to see him play, make sure he's healthy before they commit to anything. Dude, Calgary like shoot, Flames.
1: Shooting him up with something tonight.
0: <laughs> Calgary Flames uh, among teams that have been uh, allegedly interested. So that's exciting to hear. And hopefully, um okay. can facilitate a trade um, before the deadline tomorrow. Yeah. Um...
1: Uh oh uh before Jesus before before I, I say my next thing we do have a ad read by our friends over at DraftKings sorry sorry uh the action never ends at DraftKings sportsbook especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Uh I'm a little mess I'm a little upset because th- we did see Jonathan Quick go to Columbus and then immediately get moved uh, to Vegas where Columbus is going to keep 50% of his salary. Um, Columbus has been like one of those teams to fucking bet on this year. And I thought that was going to solidify them to like, continue to be like a hot team to bet on. Um, But now I'm a little upset about it. Um, But what I was going to refer to, uh, because we were talking a little bit about the Sharks game is um, Caden Gooley gets his return and um, in elite offensive defenseman status, uh, misses, what, 23 games, first game back, looks great, and gets a goal and it like off of like a, a, a slap shot nonetheless, too. And it was wicked. Wicked fast, wicked accurate. Comments? Comments? Yeah, how do you feel? How do you feel about watching Caden Gooley in that game? Because that was the other big thing to watch.
0: Um, I thought he looked good, and uh, it was nice to see him score. Like you said, that fucking laser beam that kind of just stayed right on the ice. Um, I think he looked a little bit, you know, kind of like a little bit of rust, but no, he's showing off why we're so excited about him, why he's been crucial to the halves all season. And I think it's good that he's able to come back. Hopefully we didn't rush him, but it doesn't look like that's the case. and these touches are important especially at that age and stage in his career every touch is uh important for his development
1: i just think he was doing so good before his injury and to come back the first game and even with a little bit of rust like you said just immediately go back to that dominating you know performance um i have so much hope for this kid like i i'm just so happy that that we're 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 running with him you know um I don't know how to make that make sense other than other than myself but I'm just really excited to see that like after 23 games like the level of talent to come back and show like like not just like have it have an average game but like to stand out and then like you don't have to you don't have to score a goal to stand out but to stand out and be like, wow, like you know, he's looking really good for someone who hasn't played in a while, and into and into score in a way we haven't really seen so far this year. It's um, it's great, and I think his future's really bright, and uh, I think he's really uh, making a challenge for being a a, a one-two
0: uh, defenseman for the Montreal Canadiens. No, yeah, like I think. Obviously, we've all been pretty hyped on Caden Dooley, and uh, it's good to see him back. Uh, we'll see how he um, p- performs tonight um, against uh, L.A., but, um, yeah, like, I think he played a good game, and it was nice to see him back. Oh, yeah. Well, before we get up out of
1: here, because uh, we got about um, 19 minutes before the game starts,
0: um, let's uh, just do game's, like... game's on, Corey.
1: The game is on. It's supposed to start for 10 for me. I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was on.
0: No, Kripes. no, it's I just, just let me know.
1: Cripes, champ. What the fuck, dude? It said ten o'clock for me. These sons Did of it bitches. Day. It just started. Okay. Uh, final, final regards. Standard time. Final regards. I don't know. ESPN. Go fuck yourself. Um. Any any trades in in the in the trade realm right now? Anything that was like any top favorite trades maybe not like the biggest trades maybe one that was just like i love this i love this move do you care like canadians the on the power play yeah like any trades during this trade deadline um any any you know non hab team or yeah. player that you like gets moved and you're
0: like okay that's what's up i thought um the Bruins picking up Dimitri Orlov.
1: That's your favorite? Okay, that's
0: fair. That's fair, dude. The winner for me, to be honest. Uh, the Sens picking up Chikrin. That's a fucking win for that team. Oh, my God. He doesn't play. The only thing that I think they'll run into issues, he does not play on the right side. Now they have Sanderson, Shabbat, and him. So you're going to have to hope one of those players can make the transition, and maybe that's not the best way to utilize them, but. They got him for pennies on the dollar. That Dimitri Orlov deal, I think, was phenomenal. They got Garnet Hathaway as well. Uh, the Bruins you know, continue to play exceedingly well. To an underrated pickup. Uh, Colorado Avalanche picking up Lars Eller. Um, look, Avs haven't replaced uh, Nelson Kadri. Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully, JT Comfers on, on pace for a 60-point season, which is incredible. But... I don't think him or new Hook are able to play a kind of shutdown penalty kill like grind third line role that right. I think Lars Eller can provide now he's having a Oh, absolutely season, but he is a proven playoff performer scored two of the most important goals in in uh, sorry Capitals history uh a overtime winner to get them to the final and then the mm-hmm. game tying goal in the Stanley Cup final he's a clutch guy um I think that's a good trade for that team. And funnily enough, they picked up Jack Johnson too, which I don't think he's is exactly a barn burner, <laughs> but I think it's a, it's a pretty funny trade for sure. Yeah. I think, uh,
1: I think my favorite um, is <coughs> I tried not to do a major trade, but uh, Tyler Bertuzzi going to Boston. I think it sucks that he's leaving Detroit because he was like a beloved, he was beloved by the fan base. I think he's a, just like Larkin is a, uh, is another like either Michigan or Detroit native uh, I could be wrong but it just it just really felt that way. Um I'm just interested to see what he's going to bring now especially with uh they're saying Taylor Hall and who else? Someone else is like out out for the rest of the season with an injury. Um I think they're going to slot in pretty well and uh and get the job done. Uh, other than that, uh Michael Granlin. Uh, I think Nashville is is the true winners coming out of this uh out of the trade deadline simply because so you mean
0: Marcus, what did I say? He's a Michael.
1: Oh no. Michael Granlin. Yeah. Um, I was just going to, yeah, all I was getting to, uh, yeah, there, there is a Marcus. Um, but no, is, is that Nashville's, uh, I'm forgetting his first name, but Poyle is leaving. It, it's going to Barry Trotz, which I think is awesome. Uh, the original, the first coach, is now going to be the second GM. But um, everything that Poyle is doing, and he's he's still going to be like active. I think he's going to be helping um, Trotz. But everything they're doing right now is just moving pieces to set up for the future. And I think this is the the coolest thing of of the tr- of the trade deadline right now is is them moving players to teams where they have, they can get a shot. They're getting nothing but picks back. And I think that's so awesome to see a team that's like, okay, you know, our what, 20, 2018, 2019, 20, you know, I think they were even good 2017, but their, their little pocket of of awesomeness is gone. Um, and now they're just fully committed on taking as many, uh as many prospects or but mainly draft picks as they can to set to set themselves up for the future. And I think Poyle is leaving Nashville in, in such a strong way. But that's all I have to say. Let's get up out of here. I know uh, the Habs, are; they might still be on the PK. I mean the power play. I'd like to watch this game. But
0: that's all I have to say. All right. Well, that'll be it then. Um, thank you guys once again for coming by listening. We appreciate all the support you guys give and uh we'll be back again on uh monday so uh hopefully we'll have some trade deadline stuff to talk about ken he's grows a pair of nuts and makes a move but uh that remains about? He's, he's
1: fantastic he's doing fantastic you yeah. Yeah. yeah so for okay. you guys
0: and uh, see you ya. thank y'all You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.